Hey, bit of Ghostbusters there. Hey, welcome to Pre-Sketchy Podcast. I'm Corey, and uh, with me as always is uh, acclaimed author and Las Vegas tra- uh, Tiger trainer extraordinaire, Michael Marshman. <laughs> oh my god, you fucking struggled with that I'm one. I'm a little flustered. I'm a little flustered. We just had some technical difficulties, which you may or may oh. not have just seen. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So, okay, so what are we doing? Um, okay, this is a pretty sketchy podcast. Uh, essentially, Michael wrote a comic book. I'm drawing that comic book live so you can all see. Um, and uh, that's what we do. So, um, without further ado, let's move on. <laughs> uh, what's going on, man? How's things? Yeah, not too bad. Um, things have sort of quietened down in life, I guess. Oh, that's good. Things aren't as hectic anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, well, school holidays is done now, so uh, yeah, that's always a good thing. There we in, go. a, in a nice lull period. <laughs> yeah. Um, managed to actually get some work done yesterday, which was nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, where are you? I'm sorry, just one little tiny technical thing, which I'm just fixing here, which is always the bane of my existence. There we go. I'll make that minus five. Okay, cool. Sorry about that. Um, oh. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that one. There we go. Two. And we're good. Sorry, I just had a frozen camera because I haven't had enough trouble with cameras today. Okay, so I'm going to be uh, continuing on drawing page five today, um, which is exciting. First time we see Nissa's wings. Um, yeah, so what's been happening, man? You tell I, you have started writing issue two because yes. you're, you're the ultimate optimist. It's <laughs> <laughs> all way of putting it. Yeah, could have, could have just been getting impatient. Yeah, yeah. Could be like, yeah, Corey's taking a while. Yeah, it's good. You've you've made a start on it. That's good. Um, yeah, and from what I've read, pretty baller, man. Yeah, it goes from uh, zero to a hundred pretty much instantly. It sure does. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit of historical uh, look back at the raison d'etre behind the main character. So that's, uh, I like it. Jump straight into the backstory. Um, Not only that, but it it sort of delves into her psyche and where her mind is at at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah. Like she's not completely over sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or like she's traumatized by what's happened. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's, you know, you expect that she would be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, i don't think many people can just walk away from that going yeah you know, <laughs> the, the, best, the best part is no one knows what we're talking about <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> so i want to give it away we'll, so. we'll get there eventually um yeah, yeah but it's it, it's a really strong start to book two which i'm i'm excited about um yeah. Yeah. for those of you eagerly awaiting we um look forward to your reviews in 2025 <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll get done at some point <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to distress these buildings, uh, make it look like some bad shit's going down. Um, I'll just do that there. Uh, okay. So, um, you've been reading saga. So tell me about that as someone who knows nothing about it. Um, start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Well, when a man and a woman love each other very much, (laughs) They write comic books together. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's how Saga literally starts. Oh, really? <laughs> it uh, starts with a childbirth. Like, oh, fair enough. Um, well, what what good Saga doesn't start with a childbirth, you know? Star Wars. 
Hmm. Yeah, yeah fucking got you there, didn't I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Walked into that one. Yep. Um, yeah, it's... It's a long one. Um, it's... I, I'm a big fan of world building. Yep. Absolutely love it. And Brian K. Vaughan has nailed it with this. Really? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... I think the key to world building is being able to introduce something that you wouldn't normally see mm-hmm. in real life, like, in terms of fantasy anyway. Yeah, yeah. And have the readers be like, yeah. Like, they just immediately accept it. Like, yeah. For an example... I was reading this book, and on one of the pages, there were just there were flying sharks on a planet, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, no, no good reason, <laughs> just yeah. just flying sharks." Yeah, yeah, I get I that. that. I get that. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Um, yeah. So start back. What what what's what are we talking here as far as set the scene? Like, what's if if I was picking it up and opening it up, what would be my first impressions of what this is? <sighs> it's. I think ultimately it's a love story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but like set, set the scene though. Like, are we talking like you know, you know how like uh, Reborn is a little bit sort of fantasy seventies sort of medieval style future whatsy thing? Is this set present day? Is it set what like? Oh man, this isn't even set in our universe. Okay, so, so it's really it's is, really kooky. Yeah, yeah like full on sci fi, fucking crazy cool. Cool. shit, like. Imagine Star Wars if it had a little bit more imagination to it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking Wookiees and shit, man. That's pretty imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, but... yeah. Like, this is just... It's probably my favorite book at the moment. Okay, fair enough. Wow. So. Wow. Um, art style? Uh, very hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not good at describing art styles. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's your sort of forte. Like if you, if you had to compare it to something that I'd be familiar with, like style wise, hmm. like it, like, let me put it to you like this. Is it more reborn or is it more, um, uh, what's it? Seven. What's it thing? Seven to eternity. Seven to eternity. Yeah. It'd be closer to reborn. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It just it feels a little, uh, a bit more rough, I guess. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Don't really know how else to describe it. So, no, that's good. I like that. I, I like. I'm I'm a, a fan of um, slightly less polished artwork. You know, like mm. like traditionally polished. Like as in, you know, I just came out of whatever ex comic drawing art school. You know, and yeah, so I, I draw yeah. like everyone else, kind of thing. And don't get me wrong, there's some amazing artists like that, like the uh, next level. But to me, it's you know, I, I look for something just a little bit different usually. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's cool. Um, I'm gonna have to yeah, look you, up Saga. You'll you'll probably get a, a look at it today because I'm gonna be buying uh, book two of okay. Saga. Yeah, cool. All right. When I head in to the comic shop. Yes. Oh man, I gotta get there too. I gotta pick up um whatever I'm missing of Seven to Eternity, yeah. Which I think is just the one issue yeah, based on our conversations. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be cool. Um Pre- prepare to jizz. <laughs> well, I caught up with it finally. So, you know, it's been sitting on my pile of shame for a long time and I thought if I'm gonna read anything it should be this. And uh yeah, so I caught up, but now I need to um now I need to uh finish it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But um, so an interesting thing happened in the city yesterday. <laughs> I should. Oh, I, want, right. I, want to, I want to set this up by saying Michael <laughs> came to me and he's like, "Dude, <laughs> we missed it." I'm like, "We missed what?" Go and explain. So I went outside for a, for a quick ten minute break, and I was on my phone. And just scrolling through the usual social media bullshit. But then I immediately got stopped in my tracks because I saw the name Jeff Goldblum. And every time I see the name Jeff Goldblum, stop what I'm doing and I pay attention. <laughs> Turns out Jeff Goldblum was at Wynyard Station, which is a station in train station in the city, Sydney City, handing out free sausages to people. <laughs> As part of his restaurant, Chef Goldblum's. Oh my god! Tell me that when is that opening? Did 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 this even work? Like like I've I've heard this story now several times, social media from you and all that sort of stuff. I haven't heard anything about this goddamn restaurant. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, but, Chef yeah. Goldblum. That's awesome. Oh my god! Oh. Like I, I don't even care if that part of the story was fake because the name <laughs> Chef Goldblum's is just is brilliant. <laughs> if he wasn't. Planning on opening a restaurant anytime soon, he fucking should. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it wasn't just a giant practical joke, you know? Yeah. But, um, my God, man. I mean, you know what? That is like, it's chaos math in a nutshell. You know, if someone's trying yeah. to explain it to you, it's like, okay, imagine the odds of Jeff Goldblum showing up in Sydney handing out sausages to people for his new restaurant, Chef Goldblum. <laughs> You'd be yeah. like, okay, so that's not going to happen. And it's like, you get it now? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know? Jesus. Yeah, I I was beyond tempted to leave work early. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I could I could have just gone to Yugi and be like, "Hey man, gotta leave early." He would have been like, "Yeah, no worries." <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Chef Goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's insane. Hell, Yugi probably would have gone with me. Yeah, it's like, man, if that man is handing out sausages, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? It's one of those things that just makes you happy. You know? yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. On a day when you're sort of wondering <laughs> what's next, suddenly Jeff Goldblum in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. It definitely made my day. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. My God. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I guess we, we've been away for a while. Um, well, I think we missed our last podcast, so we're sort of plan to be to catch up here and this is old yeah. news but it um, does feel like an eternity yeah a seven to eternity oh shut up <laughs> so um uh there was this uh thing that happened the thor ragnarok trailer dropped um and we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet although everyone else has uh yes. first impressions man what do you think uh very first impressions i didn't know what to think oh really I, yeah i was just like that that was a thing <laughs> <laughs> that that happened <laughs> yeah. yeah like the cuz i think the last thing you really see is the the logo yes and that gave me like far cry 3 blood dragon vibes which is yes. you know 80s cheese so, oh my god yeah i like i'm just i it threw me for a loop i mean i've watched it a few times since then and i'm not i'm probably not as excited as most other people are yeah I'm super excited. I mean, the whole concept of it, from what I understand, is um, Ragnarok was an 80s story arc. So that's why they've gone for the full 80s treatment. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm cool with that, you know. Nostalgia 
will hit me pretty hard right square in the balls. Um, <laughs> but I uh, like everything right down to that like foam metal kind of uh, heavy metal style logo. Um, you know, the comedy was good. It looks like it's going to be pretty fast paced action as well. Um, you know, so it's got, it's got me sold. That's for sure. Yeah. I think I'm more curious than I am excited. Yeah, me too. I think, you know what, that you've nailed it. Like I, I I'm probably not gonna be the first person through the door at the cinema. Um, cause I've been burned before, but it's, <laughs> it's honestly like if someone, if it, if it came out tomorrow and someone was like, um, oh yeah, what are we gonna do? I'm like, we can see Ragnarok. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm in, I'm so in, but I, <laughs> it's just such a strange thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got no problem admitting that, you know, I'll see it probably the week it comes out. Yeah. Like, I like you, I won't be first in line, but yeah. You know, but, but I I've, mean, I've... you know, I mean, Thor's nothing if not the lovable sort of goofball. Of, of that universe so i'm like yeah that's me i'll i'll, I'll take it yeah but, he's he's the ultimate fish out of water he is yeah um Especially and, and, but he, he he's good at kicking ass when it needs kicking you know which yeah. is always a good thing yeah um yeah but oh dude i'm so i'm so down just <laughs> <laughs> i mean we we saw the big joke in the trailer which is always a bit annoying um but hopefully there's a little bit more levity in it than that, you know. The big joke. What was the big joke? Oh, the we work together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, Train it's not work. a joke. Like from his perspective, it's just something you would say. Yeah. Like he's new yeah. to this whole office work kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And it ties in beautifully to those, um, you, I don't even know who made him, but remember that one where he was rooming with some guy in Bondi? Right. Do you ever see those? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like a total jerk. He's yeah. the last guy you want to be living with. And it's not his fault. He just doesn't get it, you know? Yeah. Like, he shows up to the dude's work. He's like, what are we going to do today? He's like, well, I'm I'm, I'm working, I'm working yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> back, yeah. back off, you know? It's like, well, what's he doing later? It's like, he's, he's working as well. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the like the call from Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh oh yeah yeah I, I don't have a phone, you know, like yeah. Tell him to send a raven. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh I love that Hemsworth has embraced that character just wholeheartedly, man. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> oh. I mean I, I it's hard to imagine anyone else playing him at this no, point. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, good times. <laughs> um Yeah, speaking of Marvel, Guardians came out this week. Yeah, which neither of us have seen. So Well to, to be fair, we've been working every day. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, um Have you heard any No, sort of... I haven't heard any reports. Like someone saw mm-hmm. it and they wouldn't tell me anything about it, um, which is good. Yeah. Um but I can't think who it was. Um I know Vincent yeah, it might have been he saw it. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, it was, it was good." He dug it. Yeah. Uh, Sarah thought it was pretty good. Um, one of the there's a YouTuber I'm subscribed to who I trust his reviews. He said, "Yeah, it was okay." Oh, man. <clears throat> Look, I I kind of like with Thor. I'm I'm not in a rush to see it. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of its if if anything's going to be its downfall is the fact that it's the second one. Yeah, yeah, like I feel the, you. I the, feel the, you. the first one was just such a out of left field 
Yeah, Fuck. it shouldn't have been but, as big a hit as it was. You know? Yeah, um, but it's definitely lost that. So yeah, but see, I feel like I'm. I think I'll get a lot out of it just simply because I'm. I just uh, I'll sit through ninety minutes of bullshit just to get to some cool Rocket and Groot follies, you know. Um, and so as long as some of that happens, I'm I'm pretty much catered to. Mm. Um, but it needs like um, I guess it needs more than that for the for the broader audience, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Actually, I've been I've been reading because um, I've been trying to catch up on my pile of shame, as I mentioned, and I, I've been reading the Grounded series, um, which is Rocket, um, Rocket Raccoon, and Star Lord. Uh, there might even be other ones in the series. I never picked them up, but I picked up these two, and I've sort of been keeping up with them. Um, and they're really good, man. They do a heaps of crossovers. Like the first episode of uh, first issue of Star Lord, he gets into trouble because essentially they're stuck on Earth because the ship's busted, um, and uh, there's a lot of things going on, but for some reason, Rocket and um, Star-Lord, I think they might've had a falling out or something because they're not in each other's books, you know? Mm. They're just stuck on Earth in their own little problematic sort of situations. Are um, they both in like the same sort of area? Yeah, or they're like both different in, cities? Yeah, both in New York, actually. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, but either way, um, I've sort of been skimming through them pretty quickly, so I haven't been absorbing as much intel as I probably should have. Um, but I do know that the reason they can't get off the planet is the ship's broken and they um, need to get that fixed first and there's some stuff. But they're both sort of run afoul of the law in different ways. And everybody who's trying to defend them is like, dude, these guys have saved the universe several times. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't change the fact they broke the law. You know, like, yeah. Um, and Star-Lord in issue two finds himself without his element guns and has to sort of deal with that. He's doing community service. <laughs> so he's hanging out with this old guy and it just so happens this old guy's son runs a bar that is a place where all of the mutants and freaks go. You yeah. know, it's like it's an underground bar. Um, but it's, it's been pretty good. Like they're funny, you know, like the first one he gets in, he gets into a fight at this bar with a bunch of guys and he's backed up by old man Logan, yep. um, which was cool. I was like, fuck yeah. And then, you know, they, cause they both get each other cause they're both sort of fish out of waters in a world that they don't really belong in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was cool. Like I, I, didn't expect that. And like in uh, Rocket, we had a guest, uh, guestie from Spider-Man, um, Miles Morales Spider-Man, I believe. I'm not 100% sure. But it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. You know, like they're not afraid to throw extra sort of, um, extra sort of bite-sized fun sort of things into them, which is cool. Um, I think I sent you that frame that made me laugh where um, Rocket's getting hunted by this assassin guy who's unkillable he's a bit like the t-1000 you know every time he smashes him into a um pulp in a giant truck or something like that he just cuts his way out of it and things um but this guy ends up trying to take out rocket by um he's on the, the staten island ferry escaping the fight and uh, he thinks he's gotten away with it and then suddenly this oil tanker just comes out of nowhere and collects the ferry and um and it's that guy you know <laughs> And so then later on, um, the ferry comes at him again and hits like the island uh, with Statue of Liberty on it. Um, and uh, basically, long story short, uh, Rocket shoots a flare gun, blows up the tanker, and it destroys the Statue of Liberty. And he's standing there looking at the smoldering rubble going, I ain't paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you just can't not hear it in that voice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's fucking great, man. Um, a lot of comedy, but anyway, it's a little bit political too, because he gets uh, basically arrested and, um, sent up to this facility where they're storing all of these, um, mutants that they, they just don't know what to do with them. You know, like they're mm. sort of, 
the the it seems like a bit of the the backstory here is the people of earth are sort of struggling at the point as far as their laws and stuff go because they're really new to all this and every time they're trying a case they're having to expand like everything and cater to these new individuals with powers and things and it's really complicated so there's this organization that just corrals all of these weirdos and just throws them in a pen which is essentially an analog for guantanamo you know um yeah and that's where rocket finds himself i'm assuming star lord will probably get there as well but um yeah, but it's it's interesting. It's an interesting allegory for like they they take a little bit of a stab at the current political scene and um, the government and things like that, which is uh, a little bit interesting. It sort of keeps it a bit legit, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it, it's it's so far it's been pretty good. I kind of recommend it. Um, it's not typically my thing. Oh, like issue three. Oh, sorry, issue five uh, is Daredevil. Because Matt Murdock's the prosecutor uh, who puts uh, Star Lord in community service and stuff like that, <laughs> um, you know. And I don't think I've read number six yet, but it's uh, it's it's been a pretty good ride to be honest, and and pretty cool art. It's like more simplistic, but um, still got an edgy style to it, which I kind of dig. Yeah, so I'm I'm way into it at the moment. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a good ride. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, like, Rocket Raccoon, Rocket and Groot, I should say, was the reason I started collecting comics. You know, like, we went to the comic store after, oddly enough, Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Mm. Um, and a lot of people were talking comics at the time and stuff. And I think Jacob and I just ended up going down to the comic book shop on a lunch break just for kicks. And I picked up a couple of things. And then the next week, I went back and picked up a couple more things. And now we're here, right? But yeah. um, it was it was Scotty Young... Um, uh, his artwork in in Rocket and Groot. I mean, I picked up a few things, but that's the one that sort of captured my imagination and reminded me why I like comics when I was a teenager. Because um, I love that cartoony sort of almost graffiti style art, you know. Um, and and yeah. a lot of other things. I, I remember you going about. on about it as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and, and I mean, probably everybody you say that to, they're like, oh no, no, I read I read comic books, not that fucking cartoon bullshit that you're talking about. <laughs> Um, but see, the thing is, as an artist, I see a, a lot more intrinsic value in that than I do with a lot of other more serious books, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, like that, that great example of I Hate Fairyland. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Scotty Young again, which would... actually made that my comic of the week in the last comic podcast I did. Oh, really? Yeah, that last oh, The issue, Samurai man. one? It was yeah, oh my God. Great. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, everybody, check it out. It's, uh, it's a private um property uh what's it called my p um scotty young's original sort of concept um so he sticks with this one which is great because the problem with rocket and groot is and and the rocket raccoon books is they change artists all the time and stuff and they try and keep it a similar style but it's never quite the same and uh these dudes are doing great work don't get me wrong but when you've sort of settled in on an artist and they change it it's sort of frustrating you know um, but obviously with, with, uh, Gert and the gang, it's, <laughs> it's always going to be him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that's a big problem with Marvel and DC, like the big two. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people don't stick around for too long. Whereas yeah. with these creator owned comics, mm-hmm. like those people love collaborating with each other and they work so well together. Then, yeah. They're, they're more passion projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is why I've been picking up a lot more of them lately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah well yeah. I mean things like um, I don't know if it's the same sort of thing but 
the like we've talked about it before but the, the other one that really catches my eye which is diametrically opposed to scott young's art is um jerome pena and doing um seven to eternity that's yeah. that's a really different style but it's it sort of for some reason it hits the same key markers for me that just sort of draws me into it and makes me want to do better at what i do you know like yeah. that sort of thing like it really pushes me um and that's that's part of the reason i read it but also i mean the storyline is exceptionally good as well mm. um did I, I i talked to you about paper girls right you did yeah yeah yeah, yeah i, might I think that's to... something you 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 specifically have to pick that up yeah you will fucking you will adore it i think yeah i've got to get through some other stuff first but i i, I always take your recommendations <laughs> on board Oh, um, man. It, well, if there's if there's one thing that you absolutely pick up because I said so, it's got to be Paper Girls. All right, cool. All right, I'll I'll take that on board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that to make it sound like it sounds like I'm saying yeah, yeah, whatever, pal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean yeah. it. Like I'll legitimately <laughs> I'll, I'll add it to my <laughs> list of shit I got to do. Um, but it's um, uh, I got. I mean, I've got so many trades to catch up on as well. Yeah. Thanks to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's yeah. Have, have you started reading the Wicked and the Divine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started it, and I, I really like it. But it's just been finding time. And I thought, yeah. what's happening is my my stack of um, individual comics is growing every week. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to be able to just burn through some of them so I can pack them away. Um, mm. I've still got a, a, several trades I've got to get to, um, but I think that's the one I'll prioritize because I, I kind of dug the way it was going. It does. Yeah. It reminds me of. Um, things like sandman and stuff from the 90s you know mm. um and i mean I, that that might be kind of an ignorant thing to say because i like again i wasn't really heavily into comics at that point but it just reminds me personally of that stuff you know yeah um so that's yeah i'll, I'll, I'll skip to that as soon as i'm done uh just dwindling down my pile of shame <laughs> um but yeah so um so yeah another thing uh, i just want to point out maybe people may have noticed on the channel i've uh, started another show uh called 10 credits um and essentially the, the concept and the actual uh nature of the show are two different things <laughs> well the, the inspiration behind it is the fact that you're getting sick of me already yeah. and you're ready to branch out on your own <laughs> now you know what it was it was i just wanted to um what was the impetus i, I was fucking around with mame that's what it was and uh, I do that every once in a while. Every couple of years, I come back to MAME and um, have another crack at it to see if it's any better or if I can, you know, um, find the games I like or whatever. So it's it's one of those things that's an evolutionary process because oftentimes you'll find the game you like is buggy or whatever. So you come back to it later on to see if it's anything's changed. Um, do you want to explain what that is? Okay, MAME is Multiple Arcade Machine Emulator. There you go. Um, and the idea behind it is... Um, uh, you can play all the old classic uh, arcade games from your childhood if you're as old as I am. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it goes right up to 3D fighting games and stuff, but often the emulation's not great or you need more of a computer than you're willing to sort of throw at it. Yeah. You know, in my case, like uh, with, with MAME, for some reason, I like to sort of sequester it to, um, you know, like things like uh, tablets and things like that so I don't have to clog up my machine because the, the actual... The archive of all the games is about 50 or 60 gig. Um, and uh, I, don't, I just don't like to allocate that much space to something I use rarely. That'd um, be a lot of games, wouldn't it? Because one it, game it, it is, is like 
it a few is. megs, wouldn't it? Yeah, but uh, it's you know, I mean, obviously, I own all of the uh, the rights to all of those games. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, but it's it's like you know, it's it's fun to sort of go back and and see see what used to love, or in a lot of cases, go back and go, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. Um, which seems to be the, the motif. But anyway, ten credits. The concept of it is. Um, well, actually, the first one, I just did a stream of the game Aliens, uh, the arcade game. Um, and because uh, I just booted it up and I thought, you know what? I might try and capture this just to see what happens, you know? So I plugged in my Elgato and, and tried it. Sure enough, it worked. And I, I just, um, you know, I figured I've got all of the tools. I might as well make it into an episode of something. Mm. <clears throat> and then halfway through, I was just talking to myself as I do. And um, I sort of, I, I said like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if... I just made a show where um, I'd load in five credits into an arcade machine to see how far I can get. Mm. Um, and then as I was editing that, chopping it down to something that people would be willing to watch, um, I saw that again and thought, oh, you know, and then I sort of mused on the idea a little bit and sort of went, okay, well, uh, what about 10 credits? And, uh, you know, well, I, that's a good name for the show, 10 credits. And, um, and so the concept to begin with was I pump in 10 credits, see how far I can get, see if I can finish the game on 10 credits. The problem is I always lose track <laughs> and, or I get to the point where I get, I get to a part of the game where I think I'm thinking it's coming to an end. I'm almost done. And I'm like, well, I can't quit now because how frustrating is that for an audience? If it gets to, mm. you know, right before the end and I die and then that's it. So I've, I've sort of made it more of a mission to finish the games as opposed to worrying about credits. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is a lot of people would probably know that most arcade games, when you pump in credits, once you get to nine, it won't accept anymore. Um, so it, 10 credits is kind of a play on that as well. Like it's, it's unusual for a game to actually accept 10 credits. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's kind of like an insider gag sort of thing. Um, but so far I've done, uh, aliens. I did the Simpsons game where I just played through as Homer, um, solo. Uh, and I did another one with a buddy of mine who I've been friends with since high school, um, where we played alien versus predator. Cause, uh, Paulie, um, requested that one. So we thought we'd do it. Um, and it's, it's, it was actually interesting, uh, to see the evolution in the four years between aliens and alien versus predator. I think it was four years roughly. Um, and how much games evolved in that short time as well, which is which is really interesting. But essentially, what we do is we finish the game, and then I tend to chop it down to like a half hour or something, so people will watch it. And I just post it to this channel. So keep an eye out for it. If you're subscribed, or if you're not subscribed, subscribe now, and you'll see them pop up every once in a while. The biggest issue is finding time, though. That's the thing. It's not going to be a regular yeah. thing. It's just going to be whenever. Um, but the cool thing is, I've been sort of sticking to sort of side-scrolling beat 'em ups, um, which aside from. Um, Aliens, which actually took a lot longer. Alien versus Predator, sorry. Um, they usually only take about half an hour to complete if you're just pumping credit after credit, you know? Mm. Um, because those games were kind of hard back in the day and they cost a lot of money. So they relied on that as opposed to coming up with 10 hours of gameplay. They'd do like a solid half an hour, 45 minutes, um, but make it really difficult to complete. So most people would run out of money before the game ended, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh well at least that's that's what it seems like to me having done it a couple of times now um but it's cool and and the, it, there's a vast well from which to draw you know of, of, of games and things like that which is nice um yeah so it's one of those things where i'll get around to it when i get around to it um obviously the priority is doing this um or uh <laughs> the the multitudes of other things that i have to take care of <laughs> yeah. but um this being is, a human yeah 
music stuff as well. I've got too many fingers in too many pies. Um, so yeah, like that's, uh, it, it'll, it'll happen though. So keep an eye out essentially. And I think Michael, you were talking about doing something as well on the channel. Yeah. I'm still sort of playing with the idea. I don't quite know where to take it. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you news when I have news. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. So the more stuff we've got on the channel is probably a good thing for, you know, content generation and people like seeing their favorite people do things a bit more diverse than what they typically do. So, um, in fact, it's funny. I was watch- just watching a blog from, uh, Bernie from Rooster Teeth did about evolution and, and how you got to keep moving forward. And, um, you know, if you keep doing the same thing, uh, over and over and over, um, without diversifying and trying new things, you just end up being someone people remember fondly back at the time when it was cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's, that's a, you know, uh, that, that dude is like, he's such an inspiration without even trying a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he even realizes to be honest. Yeah. 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 It's, um, interesting. Uh, he's an interesting dude and, and someone who's had probably way more success than he was expecting. You know, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Red He's Blue, always said that. Red versus Blue. In fact, in the blog, he just now he mentioned like they did a behind the scenes sort of. He videoed like them doing the dialogue for episode one of Red versus Blue, and uh, it's uh, Jeff and uh, um, uh, Gus sitting mm. there in front of a microphone, going, "Why, why, why are you videoing this?" And he's like, um, "Oh, you never know. This thing could get popular or whatever, and it'd be cool to have something, you know." Um, to show people as a bonus thing, you know, blah, 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 if it, if it blows up. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And Gus is like, uh, I don't believe it was in my contract. I was contracted just for uh, supplying audio. <laughs> I'm like, well, fucking Gus hasn't changed. That's awesome. Yeah, but um, cool inspiration, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one day to be to be the next Rooster Teeth, you know. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Look, look. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we need a Gus. So, Paulie, if you're listening. Which <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it. We've got to have one loyal listener. Um, yeah, so... Um, I Okay, so uh, do you want to do Comic of the Week? Uh, I was going to let you go first with your little... Oh, Artist Profile? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's throw everything out the window and just do what you want to do. All right, cool. <laughs> So, um, all right. So my artist profile this week, I've done very little research. So I'm going to be gleaning a few <laughs> points from the Wikipedia article as we go. But, um, to be honest, again, this is, a this is one of the ones that's sort of more dear to me. Um, and the guy is Todd McFarlane. I knew you were going to fucking say it. Ah, Todd McFarlane. In my, in my head, I'm like, he's going to say Todd McFarlane. Yeah. And I did. There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, okay. So when I was a kid, um, my brother got into comic books and, and I've talked about this before. We, uh, a lot of judge dread, um, a lot of sort of British comics and stuff like that. But one day he came home with this, uh, actually it wasn't even this one. I had to go back and get this as a, um, uh, like send away and get it ordered. Um, cause I think he started at a later number, maybe issue two, um, yeah, I believe it was. And uh, so I collected Spawn up until, I guess, the early 20s. Um, uh, like in the, uh, like issue 20, sort of 26, somewhere around there. And then it started to get spotty and I was missing a few. Um, but it was when I first saw this, 
Um, and it was, I think, issue two, like I said. Let me just have a quick look, actually. I've got them all here. You know what's so funny? Like, I, I, for years, like, I bagged and bought all this stuff. In fact, I didn't. I had them in, um, you know, those A4 sleeves. Yeah. Um, which was my proto sort of comic collector sort of know-how, you know. Um, and I had them in this folder for years, and I'm like, oh, dude. And I'm thinking to myself, one day these are going to be worth something, and I've got them all in brand new mint condition and shit. Uh, and I was like, I went back through them a couple of years later and found that they're nowhere near mint condition. And I treated them like dog shit back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, like this is, you know, the stick has been torn off the corner of issue two and stuff. You know, like um, they're, they're not too bad. They're still pretty flat and everything, but you know, there's wearing and stuff all around the edges. And like, I clearly had them in a stack for several years before I decided to look after them. Mm. Um but it doesn't change the fact. Oh my god, they got that '90s comic smell. <laughs> it smells like a bookstore, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this was this is what sold me, right? Because up until that point, I I hadn't read a lot of comics. Um, I'd done the odd thing here and there. Uh, what I found was interesting was Spawn. First of all, uh, it was the first one I can remember that was obviously computer colored. Like they had uh, gradients. Um, things like, you know, like he would, they would do, um, uh, highlights and stuff like that, that seemed very Photoshoppy, you know, and things, but, um, at the time I didn't know what that was, but now I know, um, see the things like these little gradient spheres and things like that, which you just couldn't render with traditional comic coloring. Um, and that really stood out to me as different, you know? And so I, I grabbed it and I'm like, and then I looked in and here's like the violator tearing a heart out of some dude's chest, you know? Mm. Um, and then you see the violator and I'd never seen anything like that. Like the character concept design of that is completely original. You know, there's, you've never seen anything like it before. Um, you know, and the fact that he turned into this fat clown dude, the character of Spawn himself was very nineties. Um, like it was really telling, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Hey, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm trying to... It's been a few years since I've read this. Um, oh, hey, apparently they're working on a... Um, the two detectives in this is... Um, what were their names? Twitch and... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at them right now. There's these two detectives. One's a big, tough-looking, broad-chested dude smoking cigarettes, and the other guy's a skinny nerd guy. Looks like Einstein. Mm. Um, but they're making a TV series just about those two. Oh wow! Uh, and I think Kevin Smith's involved in that as well. I think he, I think he might have mentioned it. Um, <clears throat> but whether we, that sees the light of day, we'll never know. But here's the violator just ripping out more people's hearts and dropping them on the ground, you know. Um, and it was just news to me. I was like, "Fuck, that's really interesting." One thing I looking this up earlier, um, uh, look like I just checked out his Wikipedia page. One thing I didn't know was that I, I had. No idea, because I mean, I was 14 when these came out and all I was interested in, it was the books and the dude's name, not too much about the history of the guy. And the internet didn't exist back then, so I never really looked into it, you know. Um, But I didn't know that he was like the founder of Image Comics. Um, I thought he just worked for Image Comics. Um, And he put it together with a group of other artists um, to self-publish. And each, each of the artists, I think there's five of them all up, they worked under the umbrella of Image, but each of them had their individual publishing company underneath that umbrella. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Like, I, I had no idea about that, you know. Um, 
the other thing that was interesting, and, and I knew this at the time, was he, he pretty much revolutionized the collectible market as well. Um, just with like McFarlane Toys. I think it was originally called Todd's Toys or something like that. Um, but they brought out these collectible figurines of a quality that we hadn't ever seen, you know, mm. at least in this country. Like there was probably overseas available sort of things. Um, but the first time I saw something like a Spawn toy or, uh, you know, they started to do things like they licensed, I think, Kiss uh, figurines and things like that. They had heaps of different stuff. Um, and it was also licensing outside of comics, which was interesting as well. Like they, they didn't just stick with comics. They would just get licenses for a whole bunch of products. And they'd make these really realistic figurines long before that became the norm, you know? Yeah. Um, now it's like a, you get a free giveaway with, you know, a, a game pre-order that's on par with it. But back then it was it was brand new, you know? Um, I'm just flipping through issue one right now. Um, and uh, yeah, it looks every bit as good as it, you know, as it should. I think he worked on a lot of stuff before this, like he did Batman and things. Um but yeah, and the funny thing was a friend of mine who who was also into Spawn collecting high schools, he was always saying McFarlane's almost like his catchphrase was, I'm not a good drawer. I've never been a good drawer. <laughs> and we would just sit there and go, fuck you, man. Because <laughs> these are just really good, you know. Um, uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, this is my issue one of Spawn people with this mysterious rip in the middle of it. Fucking frustrating. I don't know how... Unless it's, I'm calling sabotage, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think somebody's fucking with me, but um, somehow the pages between the centerfold, which is like a heavy sort of gauge gloss sort of inlay, because this paper, it's not like modern comic books, it's a matte sort of, uh, almost like newsprint sort of paper, yeah. um, but a bit heavier. Uh, between the centerfold and the back cover, all of the pages in between are torn. Um, in one tear, like somebody's grabbed them and just gone and just ripped them. Um, that to me sounds like a young Corey. No, dude, this was sabotage, man. This was sabotage. <laughs> and I've got a feeling the guy who got it for me, he, he ordered one for himself as well. And I'm thinking he wanted to be the, the, the only guy in existence who had issue one of spawn that was undamaged, <laughs> you know, in our small scope of, uh, uh, you know, high school and stuff. We didn't know anyone else who collected comics. We didn't know that Spawn was even a thing at the time other than the fact that we were reading it. And so he's like, it cost us like 50 bucks for this back issue too. Because um, I didn't get it for until I was way into collecting them and I went back and got it. He said, oh, if you order one, I'll order one. I'm like, mad. So somehow I found $50 um, as a 14-year-old <laughs> and we sent away and we both got them and... I never even opened mine for many years because I wanted it sealed and mint, you know? And yeah. um, I eventually opened up years later and it was torn like that. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it was him. <laughs> but I'm coming for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was pretty devastating though. I was like reading it going, what the fuck happened here? You know? Because um, that came bagged and boarded and I never opened it. It was still taped when I opened it up the first time, you know? And I'm like, fuck. Having said that, maybe it was a torn back issue, you know. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah, but anyway, so uh, comic of the week. Hold on, I've just come across some news. Oh, what? Breaking news. <laughs> we dropped this we program. Have, we but. have a premiere date for season one of The Tick. Oh, hang on. Is it live action? Yeah. Awesome. 
Um, I'm, you yeah. know me, I'm a little annoyed that, because I used to watch the original live action tick show and fucking loved it. Um, yeah. uh, Patrick Warburton was just perfect for it. Uh, having said that, I've kind of changed my tune lately on these things where I don't, um, I don't care uh, if they remake things anymore because I've, I've sort of come to this conclusion that, you know, you can get all annoyed and angry about you ruining my childhood and stuff. But they're not making the movie for you. They're making it for a new audience so that they can spread that property further down the line. You know, yeah. so that eventually in 20 or 30 years from now, the kids that watched it and were blown away by it are going, they're ruining it by making it again, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't care. I'm, I, I'm willing to give it a pass and just go, you know what? Let me watch the tick again, you know. Yeah. Um, sorry, go on though. What, 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 oh, I just fucking whacked my camera. Um, what are they Do saying? You know, well, they just... the premiere is essentially 25th of august oh wow okay what, what uh, is it gonna be on netflix or how, how are they doing it doesn't say mm. i don't see anything like that it wouldn't surprise me if it was netflix or something like that it could be fuck i wouldn't be surprised if it was like cbs or some shit i don't know yeah yeah but um <laughs> interesting uh few few cast members there that i'd be surprised okay i mean the tick is played by peter serafinowicz uh, do I know that person? Uh, you probably remember him most from Guardians of the Galaxy, where he played that uh, the leader of the Nova Corps, and he called Peter Quill. No, he called the whole group like what a bunch of a holes. That dude. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's him. Yeah, he's going to be the tick, uh, and Jackie O'Haley is playing the Terror. Okay. <laughs> and. Whoopi Goldberg is playing herself. <laughs> of course she is. So, yeah. Oh, uh, they probably he probably goes on uh the view or something. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can imagine that being a thing. Um So yeah, that that's uh that's happening. Okay. The tick. There you go. Yeah. Um all right, so which brings us into Hang on, I got to press the button so it does the intro. Uh oh, How come I get an intro and you don't? Because I haven't gotten around to making one yet. <laughs> Here we go, ready? Comic of the week. I think that did it. Comic of the week. <laughs> okay, <there> we <laughs> and we're back. I need a producer. I need someone here pushing buttons. This is ridiculous. Um, oh all right. Brought to you by Real Issues, Marshall's other comic uh, related uh, podcast. So check that out. Uh, searching Real Issues on uh, iTunes. Yeah, may or may not have Mr. Wire on in a future episode. Yes. Yes, I want to do a question. Um, yeah. Depends on his availability, I suppose. Mm, busy man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you got for us? Uh, funnily enough, it's a, a bit of a weird one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually going to recommend something that I haven't read. Oh, okay. Um, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> Basically, the American Gods TV series starts this week. Okay. Uh, which I'm very excited for. Oh, yes, yes. Now, I saw a still from that. It looked brutal as fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I take it you haven't seen the trailer. No, no. I haven't even... I don't even know the, much about the comic book. Well, it was originally a novel. Yeah. Written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Which yeah. I've, I've read. Yeah, and, I'm, and I think we've I, talked about it on the podcast before. I'm pretty sure we have. And yeah. I, I absolutely adore it. Yeah. Um, they have started publishing a comic version yep 
of it Which uh, I've being seen, adapted I've seen by story. being adapted by P. Craig Russell, who's actually done uh, a couple of other Neil Gaiman books and adapted them into comics. Okay. Uh, the Graveyard Book being one of them that I know of. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to recommend that this week because one, the show starts this week. Yeah. So it sort of helped that along. And the fact that I've read the novel and it is such an amazing story. And if you're not one for novels, then one, shame on you. <laughs> and two, then pick up the comic book because it'll be quote unquote easier for you to read. Yeah. Um, and you, you probably, hopefully, if the adaptation's done right and Russell's done a pretty good job in the past. Yeah. Um, you, you won't miss anything i guess yeah fair enough so yeah definitely look into it okay. uh pick up read it it's definitely worth your time american gods yes okay definitely worth checking out then yeah, yeah. definitely okay um well yeah i'll probably watch it depending on what it's what it airs on you know I me mean? i got a policy on uh i think with us it's amazon prime Okay, well, I've got that, so I'll be able to watch it. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah that's awesome, dude. What, what's it said in, like, the picture I saw was really, um, it was someone cleaving some other motherfucker with an axe. Uh, it's set in modern day, but okay. it's sort of, it's kind of like a war between old gods and new gods. And, like, the old gods, you got, like, Odin and fucking all the other, kind of like the ones you see in The Wicked and the Divine. Yeah, yeah. Um but they're sort of being pushed out and killed by these new gods. Hmm. One of them, to give you an example, one of them is television. Oh, wow. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Like they're these young, yeah. Yeah. These young sort of kid looking gods and they're sort of like, yeah, this is our world now. Get the fuck out. Old man sort of thing. Damon getting all dystopian. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, well, I, I'm keen. <laughs> I'm keen as fuck. As soon as I yeah, get through that, suits. <laughs> I was going to say, at, at the very least, even if you don't want to pick up the comic, like, at least give the show a shot. Yeah, it's yeah. got Ian motherfucking McShane in it, so oh, really? that's all the reason you need to watch it. And it's got fucking Emily Browning, Crispin Glover's in it. Oh, really? Wow. Gillian Anderson. Like, fucking hell, man. No like, okay, you know what? When I'm done here, I'm watching the trailer. So yeah, I need, please I need do. To know, I need to know more. There's more blood in that trailer than there is if, like, a bunch oh. of 13-year-old girls got their periods at once. Oh, my God. Wow, that just got real, man. <laughs> just... Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Hey, this, this frame, this panel's actually looking pretty good. I've got Nissi in there now flying around. I've got creatures climbing up the buildings and shit. I need to distress the buildings more, but um, I'll get to it. Yeah. I suppose on top of all that, if the, if none of that sold you, mm-hmm. if you want to see a dude get eaten by a vagina monster, <laughs> well, fuck! Now I gotta watch it. <laughs> and like he's he's happy. Do you know how long I've been googling that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, outstanding! <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Neil Gaiman, he's uh, yeah, yeah, he creative, can pull out some weird shit. Creative guy. <laughs> god i remember reading that for the first time in the novel and i was just i had to stop for a second i had to go out and have a cigarette so i was like oh my god that Damn. just fucking happened <laughs> that's awesome 
Um, oh, yeah, so we got like 10 minutes, man. You got anything else? Uh, I was going to ask, when are you planning to see Guardians? Oh, um, I don't know. Do you have any rough idea? Again, it's when I get around to it. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fuck, yeah, because originally it was going to be, we were going to try and see um, Fast, whatever. Eight. The Faster, the Fate of the Furious. Yeah. We were going to try and see that, like, um, uh, last week, so we could mm-hmm. be fresh for Guardians this week, but we didn't get to do that either, so... It's going to depend. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd prefer to get to Guardians first, to be honest, but um, it, you know, it's not usually up to me. So yeah, it depends on what the boss says, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but um, I'll, I'll I, I've been in a similar situation. Like I've been meaning to watch Beauty and the Beast for like the last month, mm-hmm. and one anytime a bunch of other friends want to go to the movies, they don't want to watch it, so we end up watching something else. And two, anytime I like, because I have no problem going to the movies by myself. Yeah. But the time that I had where I could go, it was during school holidays and I really didn't want to look like a pedophile. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so yeah, Go to the movies yeah. by yourself with your slick back ponytail and your trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not actually yeah. be a trench coat. S- surrounded by a bunch of kids. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're asking for trouble, man. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, no, I'll, I'll get to that. But, um, yeah, we should hopefully uh, have something to talk about next podcast. Um, yeah. Oh, we'll, all, we'll always have something to talk about. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we might leave it there. Um, I don't know where I'm going to go on from here, so I'll be just sort of wasting time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So thanks for checking in. Um, we can only do this with your support. So if you can, um, if you like the show, please spread the word, like, favorite, do whatever you got to do. Um, share our show wherever you can uh, if you want to listen to the show on your commute search iTunes for Pretty Sketchy Podcast um, and if you want if you want to see what I'm doing and you're an audio listener then check out YouTube Pretty Sketchy Podcast um, also check out Real Issues Michael's other podcast and 10 credits um, oh and also uh, Defacast Michael's other other podcasts <laughs> it's also really yeah. cool if you like movies the, and stuff. the big brother <laughs> yeah that was the original and still the best um, alright so uh, cool we'll catch you guys on the next one